0: Alright, so the got the recording started, Uh, welcome to all of you, Uh, I'm Mark Howard, and um, welcoming you to the uh, last uh, teleseminar for the year, and I'm just happy to be with all of you, Um, and had another year of wonderful calls, getting to meet some new people on the calls as well. I've been setting aside uh, my December teleseminar for kind of a special um, special sharing with all of you and, um, uh, you know, around the holiday spirit. And, um, well, by the way, uh, as we come to a, an end of the call today, I do have uh, something uh, to share with you, an offer to share with you about a book study group that I'm going to be doing with Supermind starting next year. So I'll talk with you more before we close today. But, you know, um, um, what I wanted to share today is kind of focus on um, the deeper feelings in us that come out as the holiday spirit. And um, I first heard this, uh, uh, I've known of the holiday spirit, of course, but I first heard it as a direction for um, for life. Um, when I went to a small group uh, meeting with Sydney Banks around this time of the year, and um, of course he was talking about a, the spiritual understanding that he had seen and sharing it with us. And he started to talk about the feeling of um, our true nature is the holiday spirit. And, um, You know, I could identify with that. I knew what that meant. And, um, and I've been reflecting on that ever since. Now, you know, again, I need to qualify today's presentation just to know that uh, I just want you to know that, of course, uh, a, a number of people in the world struggle, uh, through this period of this time of the year. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to just say, you know, we understand that, but I want to talk deeper than um, than the physical of what's going on today in terms of what really is available to us. And speaking about it in terms of the holiday spirit is a, is a wonderful way to talk about our true nature. You know, Sid talked about it in other ways, too. He lived in uh, Hawaii for several years and did some seminars there and he talked about the aloha spirit it's all meaning the same same thing he's pointing to the deeper deeper feelings of what is our true spiritual nature uh, the manifestation of mind and what is our true nature and um, again you know there are some simple things he he said like, you know, uh, we've just forgotten how to use our thinking well, and we kind of misunderstand how to use our thinking. Pretty simple, really. Um, but if you catch on to that, it drops you into this uh, this feeling we're going to talk about today. So if you look around uh, for most of you going through this period, whether it, you, you look at uh, celebrating the holiday spirit, or whether you're spiritual in your own way, with your own form of that, your own religion, it's still a feeling at this time of the year that people are looking to. And to me, it's the expression, the manifestation of the pure energy of love. And um, it, it gets manifested this time of the year in terms of gratitude or generosity or compassion, understanding and really those are the 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 feelings you want to look to live in as much as you can all through the year so that's why I wanted to use um this teleseminar to remind us that th- uh this time of the year for most people it looks like it brings out um the manifestations of our deeper nature of love in different ways like generosity and and gratitude and so forth but where I wanted to point today and hope we can hear from all of you too about it is that this is available 24 7 every day of the year because it's our true nature and um and you know, so that's the beauty of of any one of us being able to touch that feeling through this particular time of the year to kind of get it set up on the outside. It's kind of set out up on the outside for us to manifest more of the deeper feelings. Um, it's really funny that um, how much freedom people feel to express the joy and the well-being of their deeper feelings this time of the year. And just want to share with you one example of how that played out recently for me. I was up in uh, San Francisco, California, in uh, Union Square, which is like a a major hub of uh, retail for um, San Francisco, a beautiful area, actually. And um, all of a sudden, as I was walking with my wife, we started to see Not just a few, but hundreds of people dressed up like Santa Claus Claus in, uh, you know, different outfits. But everybody was coming in from uh, all over the place into this area um, around uh, 11 in the morning. And all of a sudden, there was like thousands of people. And uh, one of the things that struck me um, uh, about this was um, the feeling people had. So here was a crowd of people, I mean a lot of people, not only just regular shoppers uh, or regular festive people, but now thousands of people coming in to celebrate what I came to learn was SantaCon. It's called SantaCon, and it's international. Everybody across the world who participates in this participates in SantaCon on this day. But the reason I'm bringing it up, again, is... Um, to. Is to home to highlight that this is a time of the year that in special occasions we give ourselves permission to manifest our true nature, love and understanding. It gets manifested in joy, it gets manifested in generosity, it gets manifested in compassion. And one of the things again that stood out this was this, you know, bringing A 1,000 more people um, crowding around Union Square. There's a lot of bodies there. But you could feel the energy of understanding. You could feel the energy of uh, goodwill. You could feel the energy of joy. You could feel the energy of people just expressing themselves in their own way, some in very, very funny ways. And um, there's a generous aspect to the Santa They do other things. You know, they do meet, they meet up at, there's kind of like a map where they meet up at different occasions or different places, restaurants, bars, and so forth. But there's a generous aspect to this as well. And you can see that they were giving to, um, a collection of, for donations. So, um, so again, it's just an example that this time of the year gives, we give ourselves permission. People give themselves permission. To really express the deeper feelings of love and understanding, and when they do, it's a beautiful experience. I mean, we we were enjoying people. We got we just started meeting people. Um, there wasn't any real negativity at all, and yet here were here were like thousands of people together, you know, trying to cross streets and maneuver among one another and Everybody was lighthearted. Again, the power of our true nature to be understanding of others and to live outside of negativity. But what's really powerful here is um, that if you can see that these feelings we're pointing to that look like um, they belong to a special time of the year, in other words, outside circumstances, you know, that the principles talk about, you know, the outside circumstances, that um they don't belong to anything about one time this particular time of the year because it's truly what we're meant to live in. And when I heard shit talk about that way back around 1988, 1989, that's what I saw. I saw, again, the hope. That this understanding provides all of us the hope that, you know, even though I don't live 24-7 in those feelings, I can live more in those feelings. That that's where to live. You know, for me, when I grew up as a, as a man, you know, in the years that I grew up, you know, I wasn't taught to live in those feelings. You know, I was taught to be right. I was taught to defend my position, you know. I was taught to get to take offense with people, things like that. As well as, uh, you know, I wasn't completely that, you know, I was a good person, a friendly guy. I learned other things too, but uh, I didn't really see that these were the feelings we were meant to live in. Sid talks a little deeper about them in the sense that we're here to find those feelings. The purpose of us living in life here together is really to realize our true nature and to realize these feelings in ourselves, happiness, joy, well-being, goodwill, generosity, gratitude. And that's big time. That was big time for me to start to get a sense that um, this was our calling this is simply all that we're really meant to be. And uh, you too can see that if you dropped in those feelings, um, you become more expansive, don't you? Like, you know, when I drop into those feelings, I welcome people. I want to get to know more people. I see more that I could do. Um, so, my perception of the world expands dramatically, and I'm welcoming to the outside world, to p- new people in my world. I get thoughts to be helpful and to be welcoming. And that, and magical things happen from that um, in terms of other people being generous as well toward me, other people offering more. To me, my seeing more of ways that I could easily um, manifest my desire to help people in the world. So, um, so that's why I, I wanted us to kind of sit in this today, as we talked in this teleseminar, that to begin to just see that it, it, that what we are meant to live in is really simple, and the only thing in the way of that, really, for me too. Is our thinking is is like habits of thought, I guess. You know, uh, ways that we think that move us toward a more negative perspective. Now, I don't mean this in a wrong way, because um, we're always creating thinking, and there's nothing <clears throat> wrong with what what we create. Really, there's no. That's not the way to look at any kind of thinking we're in. But we can begin to notice that there is a quality of thinking that is more um, available for us than we thought that really is a manifestation of our true nature. We can start to see that. Just as waking up, or you, any of you having insights into the principles, you start to recognize, oh, my God, you know, you, you can see how your thinking is creating an experience for you. You start to wake up to that more and more. You can start to wake up to the fact that there are there are um, feelings you live in that you're meant to live in, that really provide you with um, all that's needed for you in life. You see, uh, another aspect of living in these feelings is that um, they become you become more impersonal. In other words, you're not going around thinking so seriously about yourself and you're not going around judging other people. So when you're in the feelings of love and understanding, um, you know, and the manifestation of those feelings, you know, just look at that in your own life this, this week or this the rest of this month. You're not really thinking so much about yourself or getting offended by other people. Uh, In these feelings, you're more impersonal. It's an impersonal world. The spiritual energy we're a part of is impersonal. And it moves you beyond your habits of thinking. So I was just uh, helping someone the other day who um, was uh, taking a look at their relationship to a boss. And um, they were talking about how... um, uh, this person's way was really upsetting them, and um, it shouldn't be this way, uh, because this person knew so much. They shouldn't be treating uh, this person, this uh, my client, this way, and um, so it led this person, my client, to start thinking, "Well, oh, I got to find another job." And as we started to talk, uh, I shared a moment like I've shared in some of my videos and some of my webinars of a relationship that changed with me and a boss I had when I was running a program for a medical center. And Yesterday, in talking with my uh, coaching client about th- my client's predicament, I-, I, saw the, I saw what happened in my relationship to my boss a little deeper, and it really helped my coaching client. What I saw was that um, uh, I had I, I had in a meeting when my boss, who um, I would always get a lot of um, fear in presenting my uh, thoughts to her, and uh, she was thought of as producing a lot of fear in the staff, and so people would get upset, resentful, judging of her. And um, I was at the time learning about this understanding and gaining insights. And one day sitting in a meeting where she was acting in a very uh, dogmatic way, in a way that was creating a lot of um, unsettledness in our staff, it, all of a sudden I got that she's in insecurity. See, that's the understanding that Sid points to. What's love and understanding? Understanding is you see the humanness of people in your life and yourself. And in that moment, out of nowhere came an understanding of her humanness. I saw that she was just an insecurity. And in that, in that moment of seeing that, I was free of my personal thinking. I could no longer see her from a judgmental point of view, or how wrong she is. Point of view, I I just saw her more expansively, and my heart went out to her. And following that up, as I've shared before, I don't want to go into the story too much, but you know, I just want to share that the minute you get into these holiday spirit feelings, they guide you, they guide you, because they're impersonal. They get you out of your personal thinking, so you see more of how to be uh, with understanding in another relationship with someone. So as we uh, I, this, so in the meeting, I continued to see things in this higher level of consciousness of understanding. And when when we went back to our clinic offices, it occurred to me at that moment to tell her uh, to go in and and help her. Uh, see that I didn't mean to do my part that was creating insecurity for her. And I, I went in and I talked to her that way. I said, you know, I didn't really mean to uh, make it more difficult to you with the ways I was running my program. And then it occurred to me, I wanted, I wanted to, to support you. And she said back to me, I want to support you too. And, but, but really what I saw yesterday when I was telling that story to my coaching client was that I was in love. I was in the feeling of love. There was love manifesting in that meeting with my boss. You could feel it. And she had dropped into it as well when I went into the, into the office with her and expressed that I didn't want to scare her, is what I was really saying. And, um, and, that's, and that's the power, see, of these feelings, is that it becomes impersonal. And then you see how to take care of the relationship. So in that moment where I dropped into a deeper level of understanding in a staff meeting, it allowed for this relationship to move in a very, very um, connected way. And we both had generosity for for one another the rest of our time together. Yeah, we would get caught up in some stuff uh but it was easily it easily left and we went back to uh supporting each other in a feeling of generosity so all I wanted to say by that story is that in sharing it yesterday with my coaching client I saw that that was love then I, when I was meeting with my boss and and sharing from the depth of that understanding the holiday feelings the aloha feeling, um, it was manifest. And it was very impersonal. Um, We were no longer talking about who was right, whose way about handling things was wrong, uh, how difficult it was, all those things were not in the conversation. What was in the conversation was creativity about how we could work better together, what what would be helpful. And it was all in this deep feeling. So it's just a story. I don't, I don't want you to really take the story because it's more about the power of um, living in these feelings, which are our natural state, which is what we're all meant to find deeper and deeper expressions of these feelings of love and understanding that come out as generosity, compassion, gratitude, and you uh, and you when you're in them you can see the impersonal nature of them because the spiritual energy is impersonal you know there's no right way to be you'll just see your way as you as you live in these feelings and you'll see your way in relationships when you live in these feelings honestly I have seen, I have seen hundreds and hundreds of people in relationship. And when they find these feelings, maybe it's expressed as a first way, uh, as tenderness toward one another. So they have, they find love, their love and understanding again, uh, you know, a glimpse of that and they're tender toward one another. And as that manifests, all the problems they came to see me for really no longer exist. They don't, um, because when you move to these deeper feelings, you have—you're now living at a higher level of consciousness than the level of consciousness when you were seeing problems with someone, and um, and that's why when you move toward Uh, uh, manifesting love and understanding, um, you don't get caught up in your personal thinking because you're at a higher level of consciousness. So um, there isn't um, space for you to see things from uh, insecurity or um, judgmentalness. Now, it may come to you from your wisdom when you're at a higher level of consciousness that you need to voice some things with somebody you're in a relationship with. Um, so, again, it isn't that you, you, you know, uh, there aren't some things to talk about, but going about it is so different. Again, going about it, you know, when couples go about it, they go about it in a generous way and they, they, they're able to use the connection they have to mine. okay Two people are in relationship. they're still connected to mine. and they're able to use their wisdom in a more powerful way to come up with answers. So sometimes you'll see that one person is, is generous and um, the other person can accept that. and it, it takes care of the relationship. So you'll see this all over the place, and including with yourself. These feelings are powerful. They're magical. You know, when Sid went back, from when he quit his uh, work and went back home, um, he didn't plan at all to have hundreds and hundreds of people from all over the world come to him. It just occurred to him in a deep feeling to go home now. It it was no longer felt right, no longer felt right to to work at that mill. And um, then he started sharing in a small little uh, church meeting and um, uh, weekly, I think it was, and people came from all over. Roger Mills he was one of the founding fathers of the principles. Um, he had spent the summer uh, on Salt Spring Island, but he told me the story of hearing about Sidney Banks. He lived. Uh, Roger lived in Oregon, in um, Oregon, in the United States, and um, heard of Sidney Banks in Salt Spring Island. So he said he drove his old V Volkswagen bus. Uh, it, Uh, up to Salt Spring Island and it was storming. It was storming and he couldn't find his way, you know, and um, and he uh, went to different places and asked if anybody had ever heard of Sydney Banks and no one did and he said, I was just going to leave. I said, that's enough of it. It's storming. No one knows where he is and he said, I'm just going to stop at this one other place uh, and see and if that's, if he's not there, I'm going home and he's, where he stopped was where Sid was talking and, um, uh, and uh, so the other aspect here is the power of sitting in these feelings the power of the spiritual energy it's very attractive I think you could see it in your life that when you're deeply in feelings of love and understanding you're more impersonal you're welcoming to people um, that they come to you, that they want, to, you can see them kind of light up with you. You can see that they share more about themselves with you. And uh, you too, when you feel love and understanding, it just feels great. You feel understanding, not so much understanding about your ideas, which is good too. I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but I'm talking deeper to just knowing that someone really sees you, really is connected to you. It's a beautiful feeling. Um again early on I had a I have kind of a funny story about um this uh generosity but um uh early on like about 1985 so I've been listening to Sid for a couple of years. And I really um, would go to a church once in a while and go to a service. And every time I was at a service, I would just feel deep love. And it wasn't so much what was being said. It was just a community of people in a very peaceful state of mind. And I got to a place of generosity that when they passed around the collection plate, I just wanted to empty my wallet into the plate. And, um, you know, I didn't because, you know, there were credit cards and all of that. You know, like my wisdom helped me out with that. But you could feel the depth of of generosity. You could just feel the depth of it. It's a very powerful, powerful feeling because it's spiritual. You know, it's like coming from a a depth that we had just had glimpses of. So, I just want to share one more thing about this with you today and then check in with all of you. Um, when I've been reflecting on the call today, I, I, I got touched by how blessed all of us are that we have had some understanding of our spiritual nature, that we've had glimpses into, um, the principles, but even deeper than the principles to what Sydney Banks was hoping to wake up in us. And you want to live being grateful for that. You want to live in the gratitude for what you've seen and, um, and not go for um, looking to, to get more. I mean, it's always good to, like, you know, I listen to Sydney Banks all the time because I just want to wake up more, but it's not like, um, a compulsion, you know? I've got to see more because I don't have enough already. You, you want to just be thankful because that silences, um, uh, needing more. And let you live in what you've seen. And then as you live in what you've seen, more comes. It's a paradox. It's really a paradox. Our, our ego mind wants to go out and make something happen so we can see more. But when we stop that and not look for more, we see more. But I think you, what I love for all of you through this, the rest of the year is to live in how blessed we are to have come, have, have heard something, um, like having some insights into this understanding. I remember being at a, a weekend seminar with Sidney Banks, and he said, you know, it's your fate that you're here.
1: Other,
0: other people are not here. It's your fate that, that you are here together. And to just kind of take that in and be thankful Uh, Again, you know, the powers of of the manifestation of the spiritual energy that we are in love and understanding really uh, comfort us. They silence our mind that uh, we need anything in life more than what is now. Because it wakes up to what truly you are in right now. What you're truly in right now, what you're truly in right now is not um, the car you have or the house you're in or the relationship you're in. That that might be good for you. You might like that. But where you're in right now is a deep, beautiful energy that is manifesting your life. And you just want to appreciate that you tapped into some of that at a deep level where you have had insight that have brought you closer to feelings of well-being and happiness and contentment. These feelings uh, quiet our minds. I mean, I've shared this in other presentations too. You know, it's the answer to any compulsion or addiction because... Um, when you're in a mind that's grateful or in love or in understanding or in compassion, again, it's impersonal. It's impersonal. So you're not thinking about yourself. So you don't think you need more. It's only you that thinks you need more. But when you're in these impersonal feelings in a higher level of consciousness, It goes beyond that. So you don't have thoughts about mm, you're lacking something. And when people who have suffered from addiction or compulsions, for example, find that that's their answer. Because that's what everybody's looking for. A freedom from their own personal thinking that they're not good enough, you know, or they don't have everything they need. Or they need something from outside of themselves in order to get the feeling they're looking for. That's a biggie. I was taught that growing up. You know, wait till you get this, then you can be happy. Wait till this happens, then you can be happy. Uh, And it led to a lot of self judgments But truly, when we move back to the feelings of the holiday spirit, they remedy all of that uh, uh, teachings, all of those ways to think that move you outside rather than inside. Well, I talked a, a, a bit here and uh, we have a, a several people here on the call. And once again, I would love to hear from any of you either about today's topic or your deeper feelings or what you're seeing about the principles, to do that, uh, press star 2 on your phone, and I will see that you have a question. Um, but, But I would love to hear from anybody. It could be a question. It could be sharing something you've seen. It could be something about what it's been like for you to live uh, in these feelings. You know, I uh, it's really funny. It, this has happened in 33 years of my work with groups and the principals. And I always share this with people who um, are are, are moving into three principles coaching and want to do groups. I always say, well, if you want to get a group quiet, just ask them to share what they're thinking about the principles. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) But it's true. It happens all the time. But I still don't know any other way to ask if you'd like to share something and give room for that to happen. Because really, again, you know, the purpose of these teleseminars is really not for me to do all the talking, but to, to have, to, to have people who are on the call share, uh, to share what they're seeing. And those of you who have been on calls with me this year, I mean, we've really got touched by some of what people have shared. It's been, it's really uh, deepened our conversation. Okay, well, look, at any time through the remaining time of the call, if um, you want to um, share, just hit star, star star, 2. Hit star 2. I'll see that. It'll come up on the this computer panel I have here, and then we'll um, hear from you. We'll, I'll invite you in to talk. Um, I don't have much more. Um, I just don't want to fill it with just... Um, anything there was something that was coming to mind to kind of just share with you and uh, so i'm just going to listen a bit um You know, um, uh, oh wait, we have a we have a call here. So it's somebody from El Cajon, California.
1: Well, it's actually San Diego.
0: Oh hey. Hi. It's Hi Eric. Eric. <laughs> yeah. It, maybe you I'm recognize my you, voice. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I do. I did recognize your voice, and I'm starting to recognize the name that comes up when you call in. So I got it now. Well, I'll okay. know it's you from now on. So how well, are you, Eric? Um, Good to hear from you. Yeah, uh, at the moment, fine.
1: And the moment's all I've got, right? So <laughs> um, I've had a lot of challenges lately, uh, like financially, but i am it's forcing me to learn some things. And I just wanted to share one of the things that was kind of remarkable yesterday that happened was listening to a client. Listening to a client, I called them up and I decided, you know, I can't sit around and wait for them um, to respond to my email and I just called them directly, the CEO, and I had a, I guess you could call it a heart-to-heart talk. But that what I would see as relevant to the principles is that I learned that to just really listen. I mean, I was, because I kind of felt like, you know, my survival almost depends on this. <laughs> so I, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was all ears and, um
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, did that for two different calls. And that's, you know, that's really valuable to people. It doesn't matter what kind of work or project it is. um, That in itself is, something of value, Um, and they want to be listened to instead of this habit of thinking about what you're trying to get, what you want to say, just set that aside and just listen. Um, And that's – I remember Robert Cousin mentioning that a long time ago as the essence of sales is first you listen. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes we're trained that we're supposed to, you know, push something or be assertive. Mm-hmm. And you do have mm-hmm. to be, you know, assert what's on your mind, but it's got, you got to make that connection too.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, I'm about to go, uh, meet someone. I mean, this is applies to everything. So I'm about to go to meet someone. That I've been seeing a personal relationship and it's, it's the same story. Just be quiet and listen and connect. Uh, and it's not, get it, get that personal self out of the way if I can. Oh, Eric, I that's can beautiful.
0: Put, yeah, you
1: know, yeah. Instead of what I can get out of it, you know, what, what yeah. gives to them. Exactly, Which, it'll make me happier. <laughs> uh, That's true. Like I went and volunteered I volunteered at the dog park the other day. it was so much fun, and it was just like you know, if I was thinking about what I would get out of this, it's just I wouldn't have gotten much out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you may have even got bothered <laughs> you know. right. But I love this thank you thank you so much because. Uh you just spoke to that point the way I said it. In ter- this is just my saying, it. okay, is that impersonal nature of it. When you got to volunteer and feel the generosity, um, you aren't thinking about what you're getting out of it, just like you said, because it's impersonal. And then you feel it. You feel it first and other people feel it around you. And, you know, and you're so right that People want to be listened to. Another way of saying that is people want your understanding. Yeah. And if you're there, and if you're there trying to see, well, how do I convince them of this? You know, if you're there with your own personal thinking, people will feel that too. But yeah. when people feel listened to, it's amazing how much they will calm down. How much they will be clearer with you, and um, the conversation will go mm-hmm. a little deeper. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing that. It's the same in a in like what you were saying a, a relationship in which you've been seeing somebody, uh, and you brought up Robert Cousin, who was also somebody in the early days that really did a lot. For the understanding of the principles, particularly in the business world, but he said something remarkable one time that has stayed with me. He said the two ingredients of a of a of a relationship—he meant more of a of a love relationship at the time—is um, listening and forgiveness. Those are the two ingredients you need, and as. Eric brought up for us today when, he, when Robert talked about listening, he was really talking about dropping in this feeling. And uh, the feeling of uh, being connected, caring for, generosity, uh, compassion. The forgiveness part is the understanding part that Sid always points to. This is just me, make, this is what I'm making of it. Uh, You know, once again, uh, you know, Sydney Banks speaks so spiritually that I'm not, I don't know what he's pointing to spiritually, but this is my best guess because this is what wakes up in me. So then forgiveness comes when you use the understanding part. And what that means is that you understand that this other person is doing the same thing you are. They're using thought and consciousness to create a reality they're living in in that moment. So they, not and I'm not saying they're doing that purposely, you know, like they are really conscious. You know, I'm going to create... I'm going to create this kind of thing so I could bother my partner over there. It's just that they're doing the same thing we are. So the understanding then is for seeing their state of mind. You see? That if you are in an impersonal feeling, you can then see that they're just in a troubled state of mind if they're doing something that in your personal thinking you could take offense with, you could get angry about, you could, you know, but if you see it with understanding that they're just in their own insecure thinking, like you were yesterday, for example. I'm not saying to anybody on the call. I'm just kind of saying the general you. Then it's easy to forgive. Forgiveness is just understanding that your partner cannot do anything other than what they're thinking. And like you, their thinking is not always at a loving place. So when Robert said that, it really hit home to me. This is, again, around 1988, and it made a whole world of sense to me in that regard. So thank you for sharing that, Eric. It was really helpful for you to to, to share that. And uh, it's no kidding that people want you to listen. They don't want you to think. <laughs> Maybe that's another way of saying it. And honestly, it has impact on people. There have been times when, you know, particularly when I was managing my team, you know, and a staff person would come in all worked up, and I, I, I it just occurred to me to really, really listen that they settled down very quickly and they were able to really clearly say something to me compared to when they, when, when they might show up like that and I would be thinking, you oh, know, why are they coming in now? I've got a lot of work to do. I don't have time to, you know, you're in your personal thinking. Other times, people, when you just listen and you're trying to really hear what's going on for them and you're trying to be understanding, they'll, they'll come up with answers themselves or they will see that they're a bit off in talking with you. And There are times that people will come in to talk with me and they'll say, and we're listening, you know, they're talking, and Say, oh, man, sorry I'm bringing this up. I know uh, I'm intruding on your time. Uh, I can see now, just uh, as I shared this with you, where I should be going with it, you know? So it's an amazing piece when two people make a connection that is already there. You're already connected together to mine, because both of you are mine. Both of you, the intelligence behind the universe so as one of you quiets into the impersonal, I'm just using that word today. Um, don't make anything of it. Just see when you quiet into that, you, you can feel the connection. Uh, it's attractive to people. Um, and um, And then you both get something from it. You both get the feeling of that. So when you're generous, you're happy too. It must first come from you. You must first be in the feeling of love to be generous. And then um, when that person drops into their feeling from your generosity, it manifests more. Okay, we just have time to see if anybody else has something they'd like to share. Thanks again, Eric. Eric. Anybody else have anything to share? Any questions? Um, Any thoughts? Well, folks, it's been a wonderful year. Um, I, I see some names here that have been on most of the calls this year. And I just enjoy having you be part of them and being able to have a time where we could come together and um, try to speak from the depth of uh, this spiritual energy. Uh, I, I, I was mentioning that there is something going on for the new year that I wanted to tell you about. I'm going to do a monthly book study group on The Missing Link, Sydney Banks' most spiritual book. Um and we're going to look at a chapter together uh, once a month. It's going to be I think very, very, very meaningful. Every time I read that book, um, I see something new, and I think a group of us talking about 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 it together, we will allow us just to have more insights together. It's going to be a lot of fun if you would like. To uh, get information about that, then drop me an email. It, my email is Dr. DR and my name, Mark Howard, Dr. Mark Howard at comcast.net. So I'd love to have you. Um, I'll send you the information and um, we can go from there. Again, this is the last uh, uh, teleseminar for the year. And we'll start up again in January with a whole new year. Um, And again, this recording will be on the website, although um, my assistant is now sending out the link to this to everybody who is on my mailing list. So you'll get a link to the recording for today's teleseminar. But if you'd like to browse some of the earlier ones or um, go back to this one, uh, just go to the website www.threeprinciplesinstitute.org. It's not, it's .org. And um, go then to the teleseminars tab and you'll see all of them. Well, I wish you all a really wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. And again, thank you all for being on the call. And we'll talk again in January. Take care, everybody. The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID, followed by the county.